greet two parents. Ari, is that your mom? Uh, nice to meet you in person. We have Ari's mom and we have Nemo's dad in the back. People may not know, but Nemo's dad is one of the four world experts on Rabbi Lazar Berkowitz, so it's pretty exciting. If you've heard of him, you could uh, ask him all your Rabbi Berkowitz questions. Okay, so today we are going to look at, oh, where's Joe Savinar? Joe, we're looking at a women's issue. It's going to be very exciting. Okay. Okay, now many of you know the rule that women are exempt from mitzvah as mangrama, from time-bound positive vote. And I've pointed out many times, this is one of the least encompassing rules of Jewish history. There are almost as many exceptions as cases that fit the rule. So let's just do a case that actually do fit the rule. What are mitzvah say that women are exempt from because they are mangrama? Okay, sukkah, lulav, tefillin. So there are some... Okay, there are some where we do apply the rule. Okay, obviously, Tulum is Zman Grama in a different sense. Right, Sukkah would be Zman Grama because it's a certain time in the calendar year, right? Certain days in Tishrei. What would make Tefillin Zman Grama? There's two possibilities, guys. Either like day versus night, good, or maybe that it doesn't apply in Shabbat. Okay, so we have to figure out how we define Zman Grama. But in any case, we do exempt women from the mitzvah of Tefillin. However, there are a bunch of exceptions. And there's some exceptions... Okay, now this always happens to me. People say, oh, the exceptions are based on the principle of Ah Hubotonis. Now we're gonna get there in a minute, but a number of exceptions have nothing to do with that. Guys, tell me two exceptions that women are chayven, not because of Ah Hubotonis. Ellis. So do you just raise your hand? Okay. Shabbat. Why that's why that's why I'm doing it. Shabbat. Oh uh, yes. Kiddush, very good Moises. Okay, women are biblically obligated in Kiddush. If your wife makes Kiddush for you, you feel, totally fulfill the mitzvah. Okay, why are women obligated in Kiddush? Yeah, Moises? Juxtaposition. Ah, good word, also. Okay. Bravati. tell you that word? Oh, excellent. Okay, guys, so we say that Zachar and Shamar go together. Anybody who's obligated in Shemirat Shabbat is obligated in Shemirat Shabbat. So women can't do Malacha. So they're also chayv and kiddush. Okay, so that is, but that has nothing to do with the achay principle. Women simply have a biblical obligation in kiddush. Okay, one more biblical example. Eitan, what? Ah, on Shabbos. Okay, guys, Eitan had a very clever example. Who can tell me why it's not going to meet my criteria though? Because candle lighting is a beautiful mitzvah, but it is derabanat. Okay, so we're looking for another. I said the right, right? Did I say the right one? Okay, Rafi. Yom Kippur, that actually is a very good example. I'm going to skip it for now. Caleb, back from the vineyards of California. Uh, ah, interesting. Women are obligated in tefillah. That's really fascinating. Okay, guys, tell me two reasons why it might not be a great example, though, even though they are obligated in tefillah. Reason one, Binyamin. It's Ah, it's not obvious that tefillah is man grama to begin with, right? So you have to first assume tefillah is man grama, and yet women are chayav. Maybe you guys, some of you may know the Rambam's famous shita. According to the Rambam, what's the biblical mitzvah to pray? Not Ramban, Rambam. Not what BM just quoted. Eitan? Nope. Rambam? Josiah? I another. Somebody, let's go. No, somebody has to learn this one tonight. Yes. No, no, I'm asking for a Pusuk. I'm asking you, what is the content of the mitzvah for the Rambam? Hey, <laughs> Tan. Just pray once a day. Oh, thank God, somebody knew it. Okay, pray once a day. What time of day? Anytime. So in the Rambam, guys, why are women chai in the mitzvah? Because it's simply not 
It's not grandma, right? So it's not obviously it's not grandma to begin with. Okay, second of all, don't forget, guys, we're looking for Doraitas. Not everybody agrees that Tila is a Doraita. Okay, one more Doraita. Ben Abner. Nikva. Nikva. Whoa, that was a clever one. Okay, but I'm moving this life now. Yeah. Yes, I was waiting for that. Okay, women are biblically obligated to eat matzah. Okay, why is that? Very similar to Shabbos. What's the linkage there? Yes, matz and chametz are a package deal. Anybody who has a chametz prohibition has a matzah mitzvah. Okay, so notice what just happened. We already have two exceptions without even getting to the Afin principle. Women are biblically obligated to say kiddush because of zakhar v'shamar. And women are biblically obligated to eat matzah because of chametz and matzah being a package deal. Okay, everybody good so far? Okay, great. Jonah, you okay over there? Yes, I do actually. Lama. Uh, I went to bed in <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good answer. I guess it, it kind of moves the question one step back, but I'll leave that be. <clears throat> okay. I assume at, this, at least at this point, is there anybody in the room who does not know what Garbaya means? See, guys, if I just joke with the fellows, you learn a little Hebrew. Excellent. Okay. Oh, Mrs. Porter, you should know that our Hebrew is quite good. You did a very good job speaking Hebrew to me. Okay. Was it hard to keep it up all through his childhood? Okay. What about the fact you didn't have a language to hide stuff from him? How'd that play out? Okay. Okay. So, in any case, that's. Uh, so, notice again, we had a few cases that met the criteria sukkah, lula, villain. We already have two major exceptions matzah and kiddush. Okay, now we get to other mitzvot, we'll see that there are more exceptions. And now let's finally bring the principle of We somehow include women when they were, in some ways, part of the story. Now, some of you in my chumash might have heard this from me. There are three times the Gemara does that. If you want to work out a theory, it's always a good thing to do. Oh, let's catalog all the times the Gemara uses a certain principle. Joe Savinor, what are the three times? Four Koso, Megillah, and Hanukkah. Okay, excellent. Women are totally obligated to light Hanukkah candles, right? That is from Aten Hayu Botoanes. Women are obligated to read or hear the Megillah on Purim, also Aten Botoanes. And women are chayv in the four cups of wine, once again, Aten. Now, if I look at those three mitzvot, I might wonder, can I expand it beyond that? Or is there reason to restrict it? So let's just think for a second if there's any commonality. Is there any commonality between those three things? Again, four cups of wine, Pesach night, reading the Megillah on Purim, and Hanukkah candles. Avery? Yes, all three are rabbinic. Very good. Now, don't be confused, because two of them are obviously rabbinic. Which two are obviously rabbinic? Right, nothing on Hanukkah and Purim can be Doraita, because during the Doraita era, they didn't exist. So it's kind of hard for them to be Doraita. Okay, but, of course, Pesach is Doraita. But that doesn't mean that... What are you guys so excited about? You're like, okay. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry to guys. Now, every once in a while, guys, there are guys who've been yeshiva long enough, they, they could kind of anticipate which tangents they're going to do. I'm wondering if that's what's happening right now. Okay, but... Uh, okay. <laughs> Nothing so exciting. Okay. So, um... Not, but the fact that Pesach's the right, that doesn't mean every aspect of Pesach is the right. Huh? The Arba Kosa and Agni So maybe Avi's onto something. Maybe Afein is applied specifically in the world of the Rabbanans. 
Okay, we'll see if that's true or not. Now, the major question before we get to the application, I think when you're analyzing, you try to do as follows. You ask, what is the nature of the din? What's the reason for the din? And then you can move on to the application, right? It's hard to apply something until you know the reason or the nature of the din. So let's figure out what exactly is Ahe saying, and then we'll be able to apply it. Okay, so let's go to uh, the Tosos in Source 2. Okay, we're trying to figure out what Afhain is, and here there's a famous debate between Rashi and Rashbam on one side and Tosot on the other. Okay, I'm in the second Tosot, second paragraph in source two. Sha'afhain ubutonais, pirish Rashbam, she'ikar hanais haya al yadan. Okay, that is a radical move. Now, what, even if you just hear the words, guys, let's do a translation. Let's see you writing a translation. Afhain hayubotonais. What does it sound like? They too were part of the miracle. But how's Rashbam reading it? Not so much they too, but they were the miracle, right? Afein is when they were the essential story. If they're the essential story, then we have to include women in the obligation. Obviously, that raises the question, wait, where exactly were women in the essential story? So we look at the three examples. Some of them are obvious, some are less obvious. Let's keep going. The Purim de Esther. Okay, so let's all agree Purim is not too hard to say that women were the essential story. Okay, Joe, is Purim your favorite, Megillah? Huh. Actually, it doesn't have to be. Ah, very good. That was a very clever comeback. I was waiting for you to say that. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Bupurim al-yadei Esther. Bechanak al-yadei Yudit. Now, I guess I'm sorry, my chumash here is just a bit of five-second repetition for you. This is quite interesting in terms of the fact that there are certain Jewish books from Bayat Shani that were not included in the canon. We chose to not include them in Tanakh. That doesn't mean they're evil. They're just not Tanakh. But then a certain information we have about Jewish history only comes from them. And the best example of this, guys, is the Book of Maccabees. Did anybody ever read the Book of Maccabees? Seriously? Where's, uh, where's Ben Chico? He's our only hope. Oh, man. Our only hope. Oh, Shalom? No, I'm not ready. What are you waiting for? <laughs> it's on my reading list, eventually. Okay. Yeah, but what numbers are on your reading list? I don't know. It's the, the only numbers, just like... Uh, just there's some vague uh, sense of what you should read in life. That's what I'm in when I finish my books. Okay. So in any case, in the book of certain legends, you guys will learn how Mitchell School actually come from this book, the book of Maccabees. I mean, there's nothing in our rabbinic tradition that has them. For example, I mentioned this the other day, you probably will learn in night school, right? Eliezer was very heroic. What did he do? He snuck under the elephant and stabbed him from below, right? Do you all learn that? Okay, guys, you can search forever. You will never find a Gemara or a Midrash that says that. Yeah, it is from the Book of Maccabees. Again, that doesn't mean it's false. So that has been passed on to Jewish elementary school kids for generations. Okay, or that there was a woman named Yehudit who killed the Greek Syrian general. That also does not appear in our traditional rabbinic sources, but is a story there. So notice Rashbam wants to use that because that will help here. Otherwise, not so clear in Hanukkah where you see women as being the essential. Okay, everybody go with that? Okay, what about Pesach? Okay, so this is a famous idea in Chazal that women were the righteous women that enabled them to leave Egypt. And I pointed out many times that this is pshat, not drash. Because if you look at the first two prakam of Sefer Shemot, till Moshe shows up, who are all the heroes? They're all women. Right, let's do a quick list of the four sets of female heroes. First two prakam of Shemot. Okay, so you have Miriam and Yocheved. In the mirror, let's say, watching baby Moshe. Bat Paro is pretty heroic there, defying her father's edict. Shifra and Pua not putting the kids to death. That's pretty good. Okay, so we already got three there. 
Okay, now I didn't realize that I've helped God give Shir the other week, but you could extend it a bit further. Okay, Perdalid, Sipora is the hero in terms of giving a Brigila to the sun and removing danger. Because I used to, I have to, I'm going to shift it now. I used to say, oh, women are the hero until Moshe shows up. But maybe women's heroism like extends even further, right? Really, they are the main heroes till Moshe is actually in Egypt. Only then does the baton get passed. Okay, so you certainly could view women as essential to uh, to the uh, salvation. Okay, let's keep reading. Reading, and you guys are going to tell me the nafkamina. Okay, but Tosfot doesn't like that. He says, and I think he's right about this, linguistically, afhain doesn't sound like you're the main thing. Right? If I say uh, we're going to serve Sufganiyo tonight and Aviel is also going to be there, right? doesn't sound like I'm saying he is the essence of the... Uh, of the he's, just, he's a throw-in. He's also there. Okay? <clears throat> so that would be that the Rashbam doesn't sound like it's the shot. What do you say, Jake? <coughs> were you there last night, Jake? Yeah. yeah. Was it the Sufganiyo or the Torah? What was it? Okay, excellent. Were you there the previous night? Okay, you, proved the, you just proved your case there. Okay. okay, very good. Not bad, not bad. Okay. You, you and Avery have to have like a competition. Okay. Okay. By the way, I, t- I told your sister yesterday how serious you are, that you learn during the break all the time. I think, I think she's feeling a little bit inadequate. You have to do something about it. Okay. So let's just think, let's think guys of a nafkamino, okay? Let's think of a nafkamino. If I go with Rashbam, what am I saying? Women were the main part of the story. And that's why we say Afein in these three examples. If I go with Tosfos, I simply say women were part of the story. Right? The Jews were in danger in Purim, in the Purim story, and women were also in danger. Guys, what might be the implications of one or the other? If I had to, like, now, we said, if I now know the rationale, I could start to apply it. I could put it into practice. Can anyone tell me how in practice it might come a different way? Like, well, who do you think would, yeah? Ah, terrific! That's exactly right. Okay, that's exactly what I wanted someone to say. It's much in theory, guys. We'll see one counterexample towards the end of this year. In theory, who has a more expansive view? Who has a more restrictive view? Wouldn't you all agree that Rashbam is more restrictive? Because there are a lot of stories in Jewish history, and not every story are women going to be the heroes, right? But presumably, in every story, they're going to be. Part of the story, right? If Am Yisrael is in danger, presumably they're also in danger. So in theory, Tosso should apply this factor much more than Rashba. Everybody agree with that? The Tosso should be much more sweeping with this. Very good, Josh. Okay, so let's see if that actually plays out that way. Okay, so take a look at... Uh, let's go with... What should we do? Let's go with actually the this, this second Tosso in number five. Okay, the second Tosso number five. Okay, which is on the other side of the page. I'll just mention to you guys, um, when people learn Pesachim, one nice thing about Pesachim is you'll find that not only is the Gemara easier, but the Tosfut are easier. Okay, so if you're ever learning like the first parak of Pesachim or Arvi Pesachim, and you think, oh, I can never forget a Tosfut, don't say that. Give it a shot, you'll see the Tosfut are easier. Okay? Okay, great. Oh, Matan, I heard you that you are recruiting Noam Walkenfeld. Is that correct? Um, yes. Okay, way to go. He was already interested, though, before I even uh, You said you're, uh, you're, not, you're, you're humbly not going to take credit if he comes. No. Okay, way to go. What a guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go, guys. Hayubo Toanes. Pirish Rashbam. Shal Yadam Nigalu. 
Again, the same theory, right? Rashbam's theory is they were the main show. The Kasha, the Af Mashim Shani Kar Saint Tosid, Go to Risham Gar Shavin Batosafek, Mashbatos Sakana, Dashmil Galabade. Here we go. Now, Josh Isquitz, you're going to see that Tosid was thinking exactly along your lines, even though they don't say it out loud. The Had, I mean, it's a tour Af Al Gav, the Af Enabotoanes, give a Sukkot Hoshavti. Wait, what's bothering Tosid now? If Af just means women are part of the story, they're certainly part of the sukkah story. They were also in the desert. They are trying to get across the desert to the land of Canaan. So why aren't they chayiv in sukkah? But, oh, we'll get there in a minute. Very good, very good, man. But one second, guys. Why did that flow from the exact previous, preceding idea in Tosu? Why did they suddenly raise the sukkah question? Think about the structure of Tosu. What just happened? How did they start? Rashbam. Then what happened? They moved from Rashbam to Tosu's theory. What's the third step? Why are women not higher than sukkah, guys? What's the logical progression? Exactly to Josh Ishkut's point. What would have happened if they had stayed with Rashbam? They wouldn't have had the sukkah question, right? If I had gone up and said, Rashbam, why are women not high in sukkah? What would Rashbam say? They were very much part of the story, but there's no, like, star female in the sukkah story. I mean, there's no star male for that matter either, right? So at that point, there's no offhand arguments. But once Tosos moves to women are simply part of the story, wait, women are certainly part of the sukkah story, so why are they not obligated? Everybody good with that? Okay, now Manny Meadows, that's a good answer. Very good, Manny. Okay, Manny, Manny are you doing any running this year or no? Okay. Guys, there is, Manny's also been very humble this year. People do not realize that he was the star of Yeshiva track and field. And if you, if you, if, oh, you, just, just since you guys came back, this is for you. He was the star of Yeshiva track and field, three years running. Sorry. Okay. Ah, yeah. A little rabbinic humor there. Okay, but uh, did you appreciate that one? Thank you. Okay. By the way, while you guys were away, it was tough. Like, Jack had to, like, you know, he had to do it all. He felt that's why he's not here. He couldn't deal with the pressure. Okay. All right. So, ah, so Manny says, I got an answer. Tosa says your answer, Manny. Look, it says, what does he seem to say? Afhain is only a principle we plug in for Durbanans. And as Avery pointed out earlier, the three examples in Shas are indeed Durbanan. Now you could still ask me why it's only a Durbanan principle. Okay, wait, Max, kill me the base. The houses are, <laughs> are full apart. <laughs> Okay. Manny got us. What? Manny got us. Manny got us. No, I don't have to that. Oh, I mean, he's keeping the cosmos together. Oh, okay. Very good. Okay, so in any case, we got a good answer. Now, again, sometimes, I think it's very interesting also in the world of analysis. Sometimes you might know, might not know why something's true. You have evidence that it's true. I think that happens in a lot of fields. Like, let's say someone says to me, who cares what's the right to or Either it's a good argument or a bad argument. So maybe I don't have an answer, maybe I do, but I could say, look, what do I notice? The three Talmudic examples are all Drabanan. So maybe there is something there, whether I know why or not. I think that's often the way logic works. So Tosos, I mean, Tosos says, Afhain is limited to Drabanans. That's why we don't apply it to Sukkah. Everybody good so far? Okay, so at this point, what we have is two theories of Afhain. The Rashbam theory that women were the main thing, the Tosfot theory that they were just included. As Josh said very well, according to Tosvot, in theory, we should apply it across the board. 
Let's apply it to sukkah, for example, where the Rashbam would not have that question. But then we pointed out, as Manny says, no, maybe Afin is limited to mitzvot rabbanah. Okay, any questions before we move on? Okay, great. Let's now see some achron, and we take things in quite an interesting direction. Let's go. Oh, let's go to Svas Emes. Okay, so many of you know this Svas Emes is the Gera Rebbe, Rebbe Hudelab. And uh, I know maybe you've heard this from Rav Gav. A lot of people who are into Hasidus these days like to read the Svas Emes on Chumash. But I am a particularly big fan of the Svas Emes on Gemara. Okay, I think it's really an excellent parish on the Gemara. Okay, those of you in Rav Gav, sure, he's quoted a couple times this year, right? Correct? On sukkah? Okay, just curious. I always find, want to find out what's happening every year in Yeshiva. Has anybody besides myself and Rav Gav, any other Rebbe, cited a Sfas Emes this year? Oh, Judah did. Great. Which one was it? Do you remember? Was it about the mashal with the water? No, it was... Uh, what was it? <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all on Xander. It's all on Xander. Natan? About the um Ah, because you guys are reading the third pair. Okay, very good. Very good. Okay, yeah. Xander. That's the guy see Xander's the crowd favorite here. Very well done. Wait, Eli, did you say something? Oh, no. oh you're just giving my yashko. Okay. Oh, Eli, I was excited. I thought you were going to say something in your Okay. Okay. So, uh, what? He, he doesn't speak up when he's in his corner either, unless, unless I harass him. Okay. Um, ah, so here's what about this Fasemes. Ah, okay. Just one quick cute thing, guys. Okay, you have to hear my, my old jokes again. Okay, but I am running the least effective boycott in the history of boycotts. Okay, every year around Lubavitch, when he got out of jail, is that what it is? You take Kiss Slave? Ah, there you go. The man who knows. There's a sale of Hasidic Sfarim in your shrine. It's usually in Binyanei Homa, right? Okay, it's actually not so far away, right? It should be coming next week, in fact. Has there, have there been signs about it already? Oh, it started already? Okay, so those of you who like Hasidic Svarim, you can go there, go to Vinyan in honor of Yudhid Kislev, their special uh, discounts. I think last year it was like four for 100, right? That was the discount for something. It's pretty good, 25 shekels safe, right? Okay, but I refuse to go. Okay, why do I refuse to go? Because they never sell the Svas Emes on Shas, only the Svas Emes on Kumash. So I think they're missing out on the most important safe for the Svas Emes. So I have been boycotting this sale for years, which apparently has had very little impact on their success. Okay, but you should just know that sometimes you do things just for the principle of it. Okay, so I, I will be boycotting again this year. Okay, okay we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Okay. What if they have it? Yeah. What? What if they have it? I'll stop boycotting. How would you know? You're right. That is a logical fallacy. So can you guys go and check if they have it? I won't be You're telling us to go even though you were boycotting it. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Chucky? Yeah, I guess so. I guess the answer is yes. Okay. What? I, I started by saying it might be the most ineffective boycotts in the history of, like, uh, no uh, economics. Okay. All right. Yes, Jonah. What? What's my opposition? Why don't, wait, I'm a second. I explained why. Because I think they don't understand who the Svasemis is greatest. They, they got the wrong safer out. 
All right, that's always a possibility, guys. Everybody, who was that? Oh, you. Jake, okay. See, Manny, you're not the only guy who can start up. Okay? Okay. So, uh, okay, you guys. Jake, you good point? All of life is about making judgments, right? You can't spend all of life afraid that your judgments are wrong. Sometimes you've got to just trust your gut. Okay? So my judgment is, this is my judgment better. Could I be wrong? Yes. What does that mean? Should I, like, despair life because I could be wrong? Okay. So let's, uh, let's go on here, guys. Okay, so let's see this fast MS. Now, Josh Iskwitz did something extremely logical before. Right, what was Josh's extremely logical point? That if I think, if I think that Tosis is right, we should apply this principle more expansively. Right, that was quite logical. Okay, now, I, I had never thought anyone would say the opposite until this fast MS. Okay, here we go. Source 7. Sha'afein opetones, pirish rashbam, shal yedena shim Okay, that is the pshat. Why didn't he go with a more simple pshat? So most people seem to think Tosu's pshat is more simple. So he's curious what motivated the Rashbam to go with a different pshat. Okay. This is amazing, guys. This is going to be the biggest kiddush of the share. Hayarak al anashim. Kevin, where is he going with this, guys? What does he want to claim, Avery? No, but go, go take, take a step further. Where, but where does the argument go? Ah, and what just happened? We said if you need women to be the heroines, then it's going to be limited. Sometimes they're the heroines, sometimes they're not. But if you just need women to be part of the story, they're always part of the story. But here's the first time someone suggested, no, it's actually the opposite. If it's part of the story, they're actually restricted. What if I say that, we're going to try to work out the argument, guys. This is quite fascinating. Throughout the Yitzhak Mitzrayim story, men are in danger and not women. Okay, now let's work it out. I think you have to say two things for it to work. But let's try to work it out, guys. What's the simplest and obvious uh, point in its favor? Indeed, the decree of Paro to throw ba- babies in the aisle. It's explicit in the Psukim that it's male babies, right? So you can all agree, male babies are in danger. Female babies are not in danger. Okay, now he also, one second, he also threw in the word shibud. What was he trying to get at, guys? Ah, very good. Now, here it's not explicit in the Pesukim, but wouldn't you agree it's not a crazy thought? Like, when they enslave the people, what if you want, I don't know, more male backbreaking labor, as it were? Right? Maybe that means the men were enslaved to a degree that women were not. But if that's true, now again, I can't prove it one or the other. I don't know how you could prove it one or the other from the Pesukim. But if that's true, you might say, wait, throughout the servitude in Egypt story, the men are feeling the heat in a way that the women are not. So you come up with this ironic thing that if I hold like Tosos, actually, I exclude women. Right? If I, and what's even more ironic, guys? If I hold like the Rashbam? What about women in Pesach? Should they be included or not? I would say still yes. Guys, don't get for the Rashbam. We don't need them to be in danger. All we need is for them to be heroic. Right? So someone could still say, Bat Paro, Yochevet and Miriam, Shifra and Pua, 
Sipora, right? So I think it's amazing. That's why I really like this Fazemesh. See, guys, now you're all going to join the boycott. Now you learned this idea. Okay, we're going to all, maybe it'll be effective the whole yeshiva boycotts it. Right, guys, I'm not being serious. You should all go by. Okay, but, uh, but I'm sure this happened. Till now, we've been going with Josh. Josh was so logical. Obviously, Tosvod has a more expansive theory than the Rush Bomb. This is the first time someone suggested you could reverse the argument, right? That women in Mitzrayim are not in danger. Therefore, the Tosvos Afhein should not include them. Ah, but if I go with the Rosh Bams Afhein, then I include them. So I'll take questions in one second, guys. But notice now an interesting advantage of each one, right? Actually, there might even be two advantages of the Rosh Bam now. Okay, what was one advantage? The Josh Iskwitz advantage of Rosh Bam. He does not have to deal with the Sukkah question, correct? Tosvos had to deal with the Sukkah question. The Rosh Bam, I mean, Tosvos, like many, might have dealt with it successfully, but they had to deal with it. Rashbam did not have to deal with the Sukkah question. Says this Fasem is, I actually have another advantage of Rashbam. For him, it's easy to see why Pesach's included. Whereas, if I go with Tosvot, Rashbam actually thinks women should not be included. Okay, Josiah, what do you think? I was going to say that um, if, you, if you were to use that logic, then that would also include the Sukkahs because of the fact that it says Khamishah, sorry. Okay, one second. I, I think you're bringing like a wild card. Now, your wild card might be correct, but... It's still a wild card. Okay, now Josiah knows his Masechet Sukkah. He knows that there's a Gezeir Shava, Chamishasa, Chamishasa, between the first night of Sukkot and the first night of Pesach. In Sukkah Daf Kavchet, everyone who should be able to answer this question, except for who we do. Okay? In Sukkah Daf, just because he's not in Okay, in Sukkah Daf Kavchet, what do we learn from that Gezeir Shava? What do we learn from Chamisha Asar, Chamisha Asar? That just like there's a special Chi of Tin Matzah on the first night, there is a special chiv to eat in the sukkah on the first night. And notice, I, I pointed this out in my morning share many times, we treat it differently. right? Any other night of Sukkot, it rains. What do we do? That second, you're in the house. No need to like fight through it. What happens when it rains the first night? All of a sudden, well, no, let's wait it out. Let's try to sneak your kazai in there and kiddish, because the first night is a different status. So Josiah is totally right. But one point, though, Josiah. Like, and this is something I discussed a lot with my friends here. When you have a Gzeir Shava, it doesn't necessarily mean you apply everything. You don't take all the halachot of Pesach and compare them to all the halachot of Sukkot. Now, you could ask me a good question. What's the logical criteria? What we do bring over, what we don't bring over. So I'm going to duck that question for now. But just realize, does it, you can't always plug in Chamisha, sir. Okay, is that fair? Yeah. Okay, Moises, Moises. If women are included when they're, when they're Well, look, again, I, I think I would say there's always a question between was I p- personally part of it or am I part of this collective that was a part of it, right? I think part of Jewish identity is a collective identity. So even if, in theory, women were not, you know... Well, if women are in danger, then they have to do the mitzvah. But only if I hold, like, toast vote, right? Wait, if I... When if, women are not in danger, then they do have to do the mitzvah. Well, don't wait, we're going with Rashbam. If you're like Rashbam... Wait, is Fasem according to Rashbam or according to Tosvot? Um, he says the reason why Rashbam is better than Tosvot is because Rashbam can deal with Pesach and Tosvot can't deal with Pesach. Okay. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I don't understand how, um, with regards to 
it shouldn't every, everything that the rush any case under the rush bomb fit under uh, everything uh, uh, fit under code codes, it should be included. Like if they're a hero in the story, then obviously they're part of the nace. But if, uh, no, no, okay. So, you know, maybe I'll say it even further, guys. I only did... Let's read a little bit more in Tosso. Even, even I'll just pick out two words. Guys, look at today's page, the page, page B, second side, for third line. What are the first two words? Bota Sakana. What does Tosso seem to demand? Women are in the same danger. You could be the hero and not be in danger. Okay. In fact, it's just a little historical aside. Shalom, this is just for you, okay? Okay, I, you guys ever read Primo Levi? Okay, Primo Levi was one of the important post-Holocaust writers. He was a survivor who then was a chemist in Italy. So he has a chapter about revolts where he says something very interesting. Because like, and it's actually a great chapter. I'm going to read it. It's basically a chapter defending why the Jews didn't rebel. Like someone said, oh, the Jews, they were led by sheep to the slaughter. Uh, how come they didn't stand up against the Nazi tormentors? So he has a, a very powerful defense of them. Everyone should read it. Among other things he points out, like, it's not as if, like, the Russian POWs were, like, so much more aggressive. Like, they basically reacted just the same way. Unfortunately, the Nazis were very good at uh, dehumanizing people. Okay, but one of the things he points out, it struck me very much, he says that most successful slave rebellions are led by somebody who wasn't a slave. Basically, if you look through human history, you guys can check it out. Okay, Shalom, you are a historian. Okay, he says, uh, look at slave revolts in ancient Rome and things like that. And it's pretty obvious, actually, why. Because if you're a slave, you might be too beaten down or not educated enough to lead the revolt. But someone from the outside who had a better, you know, easier upbringing is more equipped to do so. So, by the way, obviously, Moshe Rabbeinu would be a good example of, uh, of this principle. So, check it out, guys. I'm not going to go through the historical examples, but it, it's a very, very uh, powerful chapter by Primo Levi. It's in a book called The Drowned and the Saved, if you want to look at it. Show them. Wait, guys, that doesn't mean that, by definition, it's going to be successful. Okay? Okay, can we clarify that, guys? If I say that, mo- okay, that's like the... Uh, Shalom, you're a very good guy, but if you, I'm going to pick on you for one minute. Is that okay? Okay, it's just like for logical fallacies 101. Ready? Here we go. Let's say I, take, I make the following statement. Most successful rebellions are led by someone who was not a slave. Okay? Then you say to me, wait, but this rebellion was led by a non-slave and wasn't successful. Does that contradict my statement in any way? Not in the slightest. But all I said was that most successful rebellions were led by slaves. I did not say... Uh, all rebellions led by a non-slave are successful. Okay? I'm sorry, Sean. I needed to make the logical point for everybody. Okay. Okay. Everybody else, anybody else with a comment on that? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I don't know Raj, but Fox MS therapy goes against like, the women and men switch roles. Any- what do you mean? Ah, okay, amazing. Okay, that was extremely clever. Guys, once again, man, shows occasionally there's an advantage to having that yeshiva shopping. You know more midrashim than other people. Okay, so let's go to the Svatimet and see if it's really true that women weren't very good men. Women were not part of the Shibu. Okay, so guys, I was, uh, where was I? Second line. Can we take the second line of Svatimet again? Okay, you guys got five minutes. I'm going to sneak two things in. The Shibu of the Mitzrayim, Iraq, Al Nashim, the Mashman Pashtakla. Okay, so that, the servitude was only the men. The Gambik Zayr Dior, as you guys said, what about throwing in the Nile? Katav Habat You leave the girls alive. Ah, but there's another midrash that Manny Meadows knows. Who knows what that would mean? 
Ah, very good. So the Midrash is creative. Remember, Lachlif is to exchange? So the Midrash is creative about how cruel taskmasters are. Oh, will be a cruel thing. Switching the gender roles. Now, let's, guys, even, let's forget contemporary gender issues. Okay, let's say, I'm, I'm going to be very, uh, I know, I'm not woke enough, but I'm going to say, yes, men are still stronger than women. Okay, we, the biolo- biology has not changed yet. Uh, terrible, terrible. Although I will say, by the way, guys, I will say, if you study what happened October 7th, you'll see that women in combat did quite well. Okay, but that's not the same as, that's not the same as sheer, phys- sheer physical strength. So it wouldn't make much sense if you're like, you're carrying, you know, pyramid materials from place to place. Oh, let's have the women do that and the men will sweep the floor. Right, so that would be like a, a cruelty of the taskmaster. So kind of a midrash that says that that's what they did. Very good, many. So that is the question. Doesn't that seem to indicate that <clears throat> the women were in fact part of the suffering. So he says, that was only, and the word I cry is a little bit of a hard word. Basically, uh, very good. Whoa, how'd you know that? Excellent. Excellent. So cry means random, like not consistent. So you're like, okay, that happened occasionally, like, oh, once every two months, oh, let's have a good time, let's make the women carry the bricks. But he wants to claim that wasn't like the standard practice. Well, he just said that the yeah, but I know, because if you're a Hasidic Rebbe, you have a tough time saying that. Right? But many you could say it. Okay, when you write your parish on the Spazam, it's like, Lot Sikim, Le Kabel, Kol Midrash. Yeah. Okay, that's a good question, but I'll leave it for now. Okay, guys, last point. So we said that Tostos points out how do they get at this sukkah problem? It's only the Rabbanites. We don't say this for the writers, but we didn't really figure out why. Okay, so look at the last three lines of Svadimet. I think you'll see that uh, he has two good ideas here. <clears throat> right after the ellipsis, right? The last four lines. Ach, below that, Why should we apply to matzah, which is the right, huh? It's just a scriptural decree. Ah, Rank the mitzvah rabban and shayach tamze. So let me clarify what he said, just because I'm running out of time. I got two minutes. Okay, well, uh, I'm very curious about this issue of knowing the rationale for a mitzvah, and can we ever use our knowledge of the rationale to affect the application of this? Right, the tami mitzvah. So what do you guys think? If I wanted to make a question, differentiation between the right or the rabbanan, when do you think it would be easier to say, "Oh, I know the tam, and therefore I could apply it based on the tam"? For the right or the rabbanan? Drabanan, right, of course. Drabanan is purely human logic. We say, we know why these human sages wanted to institute X. Since we know why they want to institute X, we could then bring rationales into play. What is he playing, though? Doraitas always have an air of mystery about them. And since they have an air of mystery about them, it's not as easy to say, oh, we know that the rationale is X, and therefore, and notice he actually has a very good example. He says, look at his point. It's, it's a killer point to some degree. Okay, even though I, I like bringing the Tom in, but I think it is a killer point. It says, Tzitzis, does the reason apply to women? Yes. Of course it does. Okay, what, even the, the Torah tells the reason. What's the reason for Tzitzit? So that you'll remember Mitzvot, right? And not go after, let it be led astray by your heart and eyes. Any reason in the world why that is not a value for Jewish women? Of course it is. But yet, what is the halakha? Women are exempt. How does the Okay, ah. Uh, 
So how, how does he want to explain that? So he says, because on a deriter level, there's something more transcendent about it, something more mysterious about it, right? And therefore, we can't be so quick to figure out how to base halacha on the rationale. But the Rabbanans, which is purely human logic, we could just plug in the rationale all the way through. Rafi, last comment, we're going to go to Mincha. The why still, but no, but he's still pointing out, even if you say it's the mitzvah that says grama, shouldn't the logic dictate the women are chayv? Okay, but he's not denying it's that says grama, he's still saying, but okay. that's going to go against the logic. Yeah. But he said that at the Rabbanan, the logic wins, and at the right, uh, just the rule wins. Okay, so guys, this is the last minute, so I say, when I'm not going to review the whole shear, but everyone's going to go with my boycott now, guys. So I'm going to two big kiddushim. Big Kiddush one, that there's a case where toast vote is actually less encompassing than the Rosh Bam. That's what you want to start about Yitzhia Mitzrayim. Very interesting argument. And secondly, why should it only apply to the Rabbanans? Because in the Rabbanans, human logic could hold full sway. And therefore, Achet is Machayavim. The right does has this mysterious element, and therefore, it does not apply. All right, everybody have a great Shabbos. Ashrei Yoshvei